Today on Adventures in Faith with Jerry Savelle. With the blessing and with favor and with dominion and authority and with seed to sow, there is no stopping you. There is no stopping you. You can reach the highest level attainable, praise God. Genesis chapter 1 says that God blessed man. Number two, God gave man dominion and authority. God gave man dominion and authority. Now, that's one of the things that was restored to man when Jesus went to Calvary. That's one of the things that Paul writes about. In fact, If you study Paul's writings very closely, you're going to find Genesis intertwined in them because there are three major things that Paul talks about. Number one, the blessing. Number two, authority. And number three, seed. Dominion, the blessing, and seed. Those were the three things that God established when he created man. And the reason he gave him the blessing, the reason he gave him dominion and authority, and the reason he gave him seed was that was man's way of reaching the maximum and the highest level attainable. Amen. Amen. If you have the blessing and you have the favor of God and you have dominion and authority, and you have seed to sow, nothing can stop you. Nothing can stop you. Hallelujah. You're now headed for the maximum. Learn how to appropriate those principles. Amen. We have an adversary, as you well know. His name is Satan, and he's out to stop us. He's out to prevent us from enjoying God's best. But the good news is, we have authority over him. Yes. Amen. Amen. We have authority over him. Amen. He's been reduced to zero Amen. through what Jesus did at Calvary. Amen. He has no dominion over you. Amen. He has no authority over you. Amen. He has no right to steal your finances. He has no right to keep you sick. He has no right to hold you down. He has no right to keep you hold you back. He has no right. No right whatsoever to defeat you in any way. You have dominion. Hallelujah. It's time we start exercising our dominion. Why would we just sit back and let the devil push us around? Let the devil get away with what he gets away with. And sometimes, and I I know I've been guilty of it just like you have. Just tolerate things. That I don't have to tolerate. That I have dominion and authority over. Amen. Let's go to Ephesians for a moment.
Look at chapter 1 and verse 16. Paul says, I cease not to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers, that the God of our Father, God, God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. The eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling and what the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power to usward who believe? What is the exceeding greatness of his power to usward who believe? According to the working of his mighty power. In other words, Paul is saying, I'm praying that you will receive a revelation of the power, dominion, and authority that you now have through what Jesus did at Calvary. He calls it exceeding, exceeding greatness of his power. Verse 20, which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in the heavenly places, far above all principality and power and might and dominion, every name that is named, not only in this world, but also in the world to come. And hath put all things under his feet. Put all things under his feet. Where are the feet? They're in the body. He's the head, we're the body. The body of Christ. And he's put all things under his feet. And gave him to be the head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him that filleth all in all. So what is Paul telling us? We have dominion and authority. It's been restored to us. Adam forfeited that dominion and authority when he committed high treason. But Jesus went to Calvary. And did you notice that even in the bowels of this earth, in, the, in, 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 in hell itself, where Jesus went to pay the price. A lot of Christians don't know that Jesus went into the pit. And I said, I don't believe he went in, into hell. Well, if he didn't, you would have to go. Because that's how far Adam's sin went. When he, when he died on the cross and said, it is finished. That's not the end of the story. He didn't just float off to heaven. He spent three days and nights in the bowels of the earth to pay the punishment, pay the price for Adam's transgression. And after three days and nights, heaven was satisfied that debt had been paid. And the Bible says that, that Jesus... Uh, sort of flexed his spiritual muscles. He spoke principalities and powers, made a show of them openly, and havoc was reaped. What's the word I'm looking for? Havoc was was expressed in, in hell itself, and Satan had to stand by and watch it happen and couldn't do a thing about it. Amen. Reached over and took the keys of death, hell, and the grave from Satan. Led captivity captive. 
Up in the upper region of hell, where all the Old Testament characters were, were being held until Jesus went in to pay the price for Adam's transgression. The Bible says he went up to that upper region and led captivity captive. And I see David right at the front. As Jesus is taking all those Old Testament characters into heaven, and I hear David saying, Open ye gates, and the King of glory will come in. Who is the King of glory? The Lord God mighty in battle. He's the King of glory. Hallelujah. And he presented them all to his Father. And the Father turned to Jesus and said, Again thou art my Son. Meaning for three days there, because Jesus was made to be sin, so that we might be made the righteousness of God. You mean Jesus was made to be sin? That's what Paul says. That's what the Bible says. He never sinned. He was made to be sin. You never committed righteousness, but he made you righteous. He never committed sin, but he made him sin. So that you could be made righteous. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And Jesus, uh, the father turned to Jesus and said, Thy throne, O God, is forever. And he handed him the scepter of righteousness. Gave him all dominion and all authority. And then Jesus reappeared in the earth and said these words. All power has been given unto me. Now you go in my name. You cast out the devil. You lay hands on the sick and they'll recover. What is he saying? All power and dominion has been given to me. Now I'm giving it back to you. So use it. Hallelujah. Use it. And enjoy maximum life. Enjoy the highest level attainable. Hallelujah. Somebody give the Lord a shout. Praise God. Amen. Amen. My goodness. Jesus is our champion. Hallelujah. We now can stand in the presence of God just like Adam did before sin was ever committed. Hallelujah. Bible says that God walked and talked with Adam in the cool of the day. Hey, we can... We can walk and talk with God every moment of the day. Our relationship has been restored. Don't look at yourself any longer as just an old sinner saved by grace. You were an old sinner. You got saved by grace. You can't be both. You're either still a sinner or you were saved by grace. But you can't be a sinner and saved by grace. Get rid of those sin titles. Get rid of that sin consciousness. Somebody said, yeah, but I, I, made, a, I made a mistake. Well, you have an advocate with the Father, even the righteous Jesus Christ. If you make a mistake, confess it. God is faithful and just to forgive you and cleanse you of all unrighteousness and treat you as though it never happened. Hallelujah. Amen. I'm telling you, folks, you can live a maximum lifestyle. You can live a maximum lifestyle. You can reach the highest level attainable. 
through the blessing, through favor, through dominion and authority and seed sowing. Hallelujah. Jesus got you that privilege back. Can you say amen? Oh, come on, give him a good shout of praise. Come on, give him a good shout of praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Y'all behave. Let me finish. The blessing is designed by God to enable you to prosper no matter what's going on around you in your world. There is evidence in the Bible of extreme situations. For instance, Genesis 26, where Isaac was in a land where, there was ex- where they were experiencing famine. And God said, I'll be with you and I will bless you. Amen. And in spite of all the, the, the negative things that were happening around him, God told him to sow in that land. And the Bible says, even in the midst of a famine, he experienced a hundredfold. He waxed great, the Bible says, which means he increased, extremely increased. One translation says he got richer by the day. The blessing worked even in a famine. Now, famine for us today might be bad economy. A recession, but the blessing will work in bad economy. Yes, the recession will work in a re- uh, the blessing will work in a recession. Yes. Hallelujah! Don't don't accept what everything every, all the world accepts. Sometimes you just need to turn TV off. Go back and get in the book. <laughs> Amen. The blessing. It's designed to work no matter what the conditions are. No matter what the circumstances are. Hallelujah. The favor of God will work no matter where you are. No matter what's going on around you. You can expect God's favor to show up in in places that most people would never dream that it would show up. Hallelujah. And dominion and authority. And once again, we we tolerate things we don't have to tolerate. We put up with things that we don't have to put up with. Amen. There have been times when, you know, things have happened in my own life. And sometimes it would bring some frustration. And finally I'd say, okay, Lord what I need to do here. And it wouldn't be it wouldn't be some new revelation I'd never heard before. <laughs> it's always back to the basics. Well, have you taken dominion over it? Mm, no. Have you sowed seed toward that? Oh man, I know better than that. Have you expected the blessing and favor 
to manifest. What's wrong with me? Same thing wrong with you. <laughs> Amen. We let, we let revelation slip. Book of Hebrews talks about that. That we, we, we let revelation slip from time to time. And when we let revelation slip, then we tolerate things that we don't have to tolerate. We put up with things that we don't have to put up with. Amen? Hallelujah. Now, along with the blessing and along with dominion and authority, God gave Adam seed. And he said, and it shall be for meat. And the word meat can also be translated provision. I've given you seed for provision. In other words, if you ever have a need in your life, the way that that need will be met is by the sowing of seed. The Lord taught me years ago, he said, don't be need-minded, be seed-minded. Amen. Whenever you have a need and you come to me with your need, I'll talk to you about a seed. I remember, and uh, I've said this to you before, but it's worthy of repeating. Uh, I remember a time when I was in need of a certain amount of money for a project that I was doing and just didn't have any more money for that particular project. I had money, but it was designated for other projects, and I couldn't use it because that's what the IRS refers to as misappropriating funds. So I needed this extra money. And I'm flying to Tulsa to do a meeting with Oral Roberts. And uh, on my way up there, I presented the Lord this need. I said, I have need of X amount of dollars. And he said, when you get to Tulsa, there'll be five preachers that are uh, considering quitting the ministry if they don't get a word from me in this meeting tonight. He said, uh, give them all one of your suits and pray over them. I said, okay. So we flew a little further and I said, uh, Lord, uh, I have this need. He said, when you get to Tulsa, there'll be a family, uh, a couple that have a ministry of distributing food to the poor in their community. And they need a van. You just bought two new vans for your ministry. Give them one of them. Okay, so we flew a little further. I said, Lord, uh, about this need. He said, when you get to Tulsa, there'll be this preacher that is in need of $500 right now. Give him your briefcase with $500 cash in it. I said, I don't want to talk to you no more. (laughs) So far, every time I've asked God about a need, he's talking to me about a seed. Duh. Let me try on this side. Duh. I'm talking to God about a need and he's talking to me about a seed. That's God's way. He established that in Genesis chapter 1. Amen. And remember at the beginning, his precepts do not need changing. 
His laws do not need changing. His laws didn't fail. It was man who failed. Right. Amen. Amen. And so when I got to Tulsa and uh, Brother Roberts, we were doing a doubleheader that night. He preached first and then asked me to close it out. And when I got up, uh, I made that statement. I said, there are five preachers in here and told him what the Lord said. And five preachers came forward. Now, there were 2,000 preachers in that meeting. And five preachers came forward. And miraculously, they were all my size. <laughs> Not an Eric in the bunch. Not a tall one in the bunch. And I told them that what the Lord said. And I said, as soon as I get home, I'll mail you all a suit. And uh, give me your address so I can get it done. And then... I mentioned about the van. There was a couple came up crying and said, uh, yes, we, we asked God for a van so we can distribute food to the poor in our community. I said, well, I have your van. If you'll come to Fort Worth, I'll have it filled up with fuel. I'll give you the title deed to it. and You can drive it back home. They were from Illinois. And so they, they came when I got back home, picked up their van and drove it uh, back to Illinois. And then the other preacher that needed $500, he came forward. I gave him my briefcase with $500 cash in it, and he went his way joyful. Praise God. Now, I got an airplane. I started flying back home. I said, Lord, then I remembered, don't talk to him about another need. <laughs> I said, I just want to thank you that my need is met. Praise God. I want to thank you that my need is met. Now, we started the Kenneth Copeland Believers Convention that Monday. This happened on Friday. That Monday, we started the convention right here in Fort Worth. And the first night, a uh, bunch of us were in the elevator going up to our room after the service. And a little lady got in the elevator with us. And in the natural, it didn't look like she she didn't even look like she had been in the meeting. She didn't have a purse on her. She didn't have a Bible on her. She had, she had on a jogging suit. And it just looked like somebody staying in the hotel. Maybe they'd been out having dinner or something. And she got in the elevator with us and pushed a button. And uh, me and Happy Caldwell and Jeannie and Carolyn and, and, and Jesse and, and Kathy and a couple others were all in the elevator talking about what Brother Copeland preached that night. And uh, then when the door opened for her floor, she started out and then turned around and said, Brother Jerry, God told me this would happen here. And handed me a check. And the door's closing almost before I could say thank you. And I got a check in my hand. And of course, inquiring minds want to know, you know. <laughs> and it was exactly what I needed that I had asked God for flying to Tulsa, praise God. Amen. Amen. I talked to him about a need. He talked to me about a seed. Amen. 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 With the blessing and with favor yes. and with dominion yes. and authority yes. and with seed to sow, yes. there is no stopping you. Yes. There is no stopping you. Amen. You can reach the highest level attainable, praise God. Yes. Amen. Now, with that information or with those revelations, then if you don't reach a higher level this year by appropriating them, then you tell God his principles failed. I'm not telling him, you tell him. 
His principles we already read. We read at the beginning. That's the reason I took the time to lay that foundation that there's nothing wrong with the principles of God. There's nothing wrong with His precepts. There's nothing wrong with His laws. If they're not working, you're not working them. Amen. You have every right to reach the maximum by applying the same principles that were laid out in Genesis chapter 1. Hallelujah. I think God is so smart, don't you? That'll probably be the greatest revelation you'll ever receive. God is smarter than you. And God is smarter than me. Amen. Amen. Now, the reason I read the scriptures about show me your ways, that's exactly what we've been doing. We're seeing the ways of God. How God operates. How God operates. Seek first the kingdom of God and his way of doing and being right. That's what we're doing this morning. We're seeking God's ways. Lead me into your ways, the psalmist said. Teach me your ways. Amen. I have regard for your ways. Forget about your way and pursue God's way. Because God's way never fails. Do you know the biblical keys that unlock maximum living? Are you helping or hindering God's best from manifesting in your life? Today's special offer, the Keys to Maximum Living Package, contains Jerry Savelle's mini book, Man's Crown of Glory, his inspiring book, How God Supplies Your Every Need, and his eye-opening four-part audio series, What's Stopping Your Miracle? Learn to operate in the principles that will revolutionize your thinking and cause you to experience God's best for your life. In this package, Jerry reveals the link between lifestyle and blessing, how to become seed-minded, how to overcome any need, and your God-given status and role in life. Don't delay. Call or go online now to jerrysavelle.org and request your copy of the Keys to Maximum Living special package. Open your heart and ready yourself to walk in the abundant life God has called you to. Did you enjoy today's teaching? I certainly hope so. And if you did, I want to encourage you to be sure and make your plans to watch again next week because we're going to continue this study on keys to living the maximum lifestyle. Before we leave the air, let me remind you of our special resource package today. First of all, four CDs on a subject that I taught a few years ago entitled, What's Stopping Your Miracle? What is stopping your miracle? There's an explanation. It's found in the Word of God. And I spent four sessions teaching on this, and I believe it will help you greatly. Then also, my book on man's crown of glory, a revelation of man's authority. You need to know that you have authority over the devil. You have authority over all of his works, and you do not have to allow him to stop your miracles, stop your breakthrough, and prevent you from living the maximum lifestyle. This is a great little book. You can read it on your lunch hour. And then right along with it, my book entitled, How God Supplies Your Every Need. You know, in this book, we talk about learning how to become seed-minded instead of need-minded. It's a great revelation. It's how God supplies your every need. So if you're interested in these resources, 
go to jerrysavelle.org. It'll give you all the information, or you can look on the screen right now and place your order right away. We'll get it to you through the mail. And once again, we look forward to sharing with you again on next week's broadcast. So until then, remember, your faith will overcome the world.